What do they say? What do they say? They say, my controls. Hmm? Like when two pilots, two pilots are flying and then the one pilot goes, your control. And then they say, my control. That determines pilot and co-pilot? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying. Your control. My control. No, but. Your control, sir. Your control. Your control. No, sir. I'm drunk. I can't in good conscience pilot this aircraft. Welcome to Election Profit Makers, um, where we bet on uh, political outcomes and winning, <laughs> winning and losing. And this is this is your captain speaking, Captain John Kimball. And I'm joined on the line way over in Los Angeles by my friend David Reese. Hey, David, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm cruising at an altitude of 420 feet. Oh, I like that. Uh, welcome uh, to all of our passengers here on uh, Flight 69. <laughs> we'll be landing shortly. And What uh, if all microphones and all audio equipment somehow never advance beyond whatever it is that pilots speak through right. or subway conductors speak through? Like, what if everything about the world was the same except that all microphones sound like, <laughs> no one would listen to podcasts because it'd be so hard to understand what people were saying. Speaking of hard to understand what people are saying, I would just like to address the elephant in the room, which is my voice. I'm a little under the weather this week. COVID. Yeah, not COVID. No. Tested twice. Uh, It's not COVID. Really nasty cold. First time I have been sick since November of 2019. Don't recommend it. Not fun. Wow. Really? You haven't been sick since 2019? Well, every time, the times I've been sick is when I've gotten, uh, you know, the vaccine shot and, you know, I've had like the chills. That doesn't count. right? I know that doesn't count, but those are the only times that I've been uncomfortable. And yet your home is swarming with children. I would assume you'd be sick all the time. It's incredible. They are sick all the time. And and anytime they're sick, I just like run away. So how did you get sick? What caused this illness? Well, uh, I went to Atlanta with my kid, 16-year-old, and we went to a water parks concert. Not a water park, but uh, a band called Water Parks at the uh, Buckhead Theater. And uh, I already felt like I stuck out being an old dad chaperone, and I didn't want to add to that by throwing on a mask Oh, interesting. The subtle social pressures of life in the 21st century. I kind of think so. Interesting. And yet when I got there, I texted you and I, I sent a picture and I said, I'm here and COVID is here. Mm-hmm. I knew that I was going down, but I didn't get COVID, but I am very sick. And apparently everybody at the show got sick as well. It's like going to a real water park. Everyone walks away sick. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is that why they're called the band is called Water Parks because they infect everybody with every performance? Maybe. Were they like misting the crowd with like phlegm or something? So does the band get sick? Because there's no way the band could go do another show if they were like as sick as I am. Maybe not because the band. I assume the band was on a stage, right? They weren't just performing in the middle of the room. Yeah, we were in the pit. Yeah, you were in the pit. Did you get busy in the pit? Is it? It's not really mosh music, is it? Slam dancing music. I don't know. Yeah, there were people young in the people. Pit. You sent me a link, man. That's some young people music, right? I know. Yeah. yeah and I read the Wikipedia good. article about the band. 
Yeah. It's like hyper pop, hyper pop punk or something. They it's were like, great entertainers. You know, it's probably not totally our cup of tea, but uh, it, it was good. Inter- it was a great entertainment and we had an awesome time. All right. And I would do it again, I, I, but I will wear a mask next time. Let this be a lesson to you, Captain John. It's okay to wear a mask, even if um, no one else around you is wearing a mask. All right. Think on that, passengers. This is your captain speaking. We're cruising at an altitude of the truth. Are you the, you're the captain now? How about now? that? I'm the captain now. I've taken over the plane. I sobered up. I can fly this plane. Let's see. What does this button do? Let me just press this button and see what happens. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> That would be amazing if a captain came on and they had that little slide whistle. Yeah, you'd be, be feeling pretty confident in that captain. <laughs> if you're sitting down there, it's like, this is your captain speaking. We're going to be cruising up to an altitude of 30,000 feet. And then we'll hold steady for as we cross the continent. And then when we reach L.A., we're going to land. Like that. Yeah. Guys, there's some turbulence coming. Everyone put on your seatbelt. That's good the stuff. slide whistle captain. He would become a legend. Yeah. What do you think would happen if a captain of an airplane goofed off like that? Nothing. Captains can get away with anything. Yeah. Sometimes I get a little wary when the pilots have too much fun on the microphone. It's like, what is this, an airline or a podcast? <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's start the show. All right. First of all, before we begin, before we take off and cruise at our altitude... I'll just say uh, thanks to everyone who came out in Minneapolis this weekend. That was a lot of fun. The Lake of the Isles pencil event was really fun. It was a good crowd. It was over 800 people, I heard. And then, of course, the EPM meetup afterwards was a lot of fun. So thanks to everyone who came to the meetup. It was nice meeting all of you. We had agreed to meet at a bar called Grumpy's, but then my local friend accidentally took me to Dusty's. So I was sitting at Dusty's like, where are all these people? And then I realized they were all at Grumpy's. So I had to get in my friend's car and drive all the way from Dusty's to Grumpy's. It's crazy, right? It's like, isn't it crazy that one town can support a bar called Dusty's and then another one called Grumpy's? It is. They were both in Minneapolis? Yeah, I'm telling you, man. They were both in Minneapolis. That is, that's wild. It's something to consider. Dusty's and Grumpy's. Anyway, Minneapolis, a lot of great music out of Minneapolis back in the day. I wonder why they never called it Skinnyapolis, and and why didn't they try to become the diet center of America, right? It's right there, Skinnyapolis. Yeah. Stop trying to eat the mall of America. Come to Skinnyapolis. And then they could use Hello Skinny as their theme song. Exactly. Skinny was born in a bathtub and grew so incredibly thin that even the end of an eyedropper sucked him in. Friends, that could be you. Join us in Skinnyapolis for the Dietitian 2020 Blowout Conference. We're going to be talking about Ozempic, the new miracle drug that will help you get skinny. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Everything okay over there, co- co-captain, co-pilot? Yep. It's all good. All right, go ahead and start the episode. Okay. That's plenty of intro. Everyone's really gotten acclimated to the to the high altitude uh, the high altitude conversations that are the norm here on Election Profit Makers. If you're feeling lightheaded, that's just because this conversation is taking place at a very high altitude. Assist others with their oxygen mask. No, no. Assist yourself with your own oxygen mask before you help others. Mm -hmm. God, you sound so congested. All right, let's start the episode. Let's have a great episode. Here we go, everybody. We're beginning our episode now. Diane Feinstein. Uh Uh-huh. She's back in this. Feinstein. 
She's back in the Senate. She's having a fine time. Yeah. And apparently we can't replace her on the Judiciary Committee without 60 votes. She's actually Dr. Feinstein's monster. Is that a funny joke? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's best to keep her there in zombie mode. So, yeah, I guess we're stuck with zombie Feinstein. What do you think about that analysis, John? This is your captain speaking. Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. It is what it is. Imagine if you heard an airline pilot say that over the (laughs) intercom, you'd be so panicked. You'd be like, what are we about to do? (laughs) Do you ever see that movie called Flight starring Denzel Washington? He was an airplane pilot who was Yeah, he was flying it upside down for a long time. Yeah, that's a great movie. That's a really good, I really liked that movie. He flew the plane upside down. He was like on cocaine and alcohol, um, but he was still a hell of a pilot. And he kept his wits about him and he had to fly upside down to like go under a tornado or something. He had a legitimate reason for flying upside down. It wasn't like he was drunk. Yeah, well, they generally don't choose to fly upside down, but sometimes they do. Generally, when you're inverted, upside down, things aren't going well and probably aren't going to end well, sadly. Hmm. Unless you're Top Gun Maverick. Hey, speaking of Hollywood news, Top Gun did a great job this year and also, I guess it was last year, Tom Cruise has a new movie coming out. It's called Mission Impossible, and it's going to make a lot of money. I think it's going to do a great job at the movie theater. A lot of big summer movies this year, John. I thought they Let's already came out. Politics. Huh? That's the one where he jumps off that giant uh, ramp. Yeah, but that's just the promo. They haven't oh, shown the God. actual movie yet. They've just shown behind the scenes about the most amazing stunt where, stunt where Tom Cruise yeah. rides his motorcycle it's, off I've a seen ramp. so much of it. I feel like I've already seen the movie. Oh, boy, you ain't seen nothing yet. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. This is your captain speaking. (laughs) This is your captain speaking. I'm about to try something a little different. Now, that wouldn't make me nervous because I would assume he was just having a goof. Mm -hmm. But if he said, this is your captain speaking, and then he had a heavy sigh like, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I would grip my armrests very tightly because I'd be like, something is about to happen. Yeah. It's interesting to think about airplanes. Um, because I just flew on one recently. So I, they're very much on my mind. Airplanes and um, airplanes and airplanes. Why are you taking off your headphones? I'm still talking. I'm sick of hearing myself because those were my monitor, my studio monitors. Oh, right. You were so desperate to be able to hear yourself and now it's too much, isn't it? Well, it's because I sound like shit. Oh, I see. I don't want to hear it. All right, let's start the let's start the episode. For real. I really thought this we had. No, no. Now we're really we've been taxing on the tarmac this whole time. Now we're taking off, and now let's go. Now we're in the air. Let's start the podcast. You know who else was in the air? Tell me, Johnny. Biden, briefly, huh? As he tripped oh. and over a sandbag uh, at uh, apparently some event, uh, like was it? Uh, what kind of event it was? I missed. I missed this. I must have been on the road, driving back from Atlanta when this happened. Uh, but I saw that he he tripped and then he stood up and then he pointed back at the sandbag like that wasn't supposed to be there. And honestly, that's exactly what I would have done. Oh my god! I've, yeah, I'd have been like whoever was supposed to clear. Doesn't he have like a, t- a security team? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you trip and fall over things when you don't know that they're there. And then you always turn back and look at them. You have to. It's like a human – anytime I trip on like a raised piece of sidewalk or something, I always turn back around over my shoulder and glare at it. Yeah. Like, what was that? Yeah, it's not cool. You don't look cool when you fall, but he didn't just fall over. No, he fucking – he fell hard. 
Yeah. I hope he sues his advance team. He should. Because you would think that'd be the fr- Why don't we clear the area of obstacles for our 200-year-old president, guys? Anybody think that's a good idea? Yeah, might want to think right? about that ahead of time, yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. Maybe they're Trump loyalists who are trying to take him out, you know, and have plausible deniability like, oh, I didn't see that sandbag there. What a shame. They are cops. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, most of them are ACAP. Hey, remember when I was going to sue the DPAC because of how loud they were? Yeah, that's right. What happened with that lawsuit? Well, nothing. Yeah. You want to explain what the DPAC is? It's not a political action committee. The Durham Performing Arts Center. Yeah, it's where when I went to the Trevor Noah concert. And it was so loud that my ears were ringing for days. Anyway, so I went to an actual rock band, punk rock, whatever show the other day and was there for hours. And it was nothing compared to Trevor Noah. I love that the loudest concert you've ever been to is Trevor Noah. Is Trevor Noah. He's a bad Talking about women spending too long in the bathroom. Oh, my gosh. That must have been. Were you in paradise? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. You were looking around like, where am I? Where am I? 14 virgins because I think I'm in paradise. Yeah, I was loving that. <laughs> However many virgins those guys were supposed to get. Those Forty guys, more. you remember the masterminds of 9-11? You know those guys. Talk about bad boys. Remember that whole thing, 9-11? Oh my God. Okay, let's really start the episode for now. Really, really, really. Okay. Oh my God. So Biden was in the air. He tripped on a sandbag. That's great. Keep it moving. What else? Uh, that probably is not going to affect anything too much. Nope. Let's go to predict it. Let's just get it over with. Here we go. I'm logging in to predict it. And nothing much has changed on this empty, dust bunny-strewn website, tumbleweeds rolling by. Who will win the 2024 Republican presidential nomination? Donald Trump holding steady at 59, Ron DeSantis at 30. Mike Pence, who has officially entered the presidential race, John. I don't know if you know that. He's now tied with Tim Scott at six cents. Mike Pence. So let me ask you something, John. As I look at all these contracts, all these Republican hopefuls, are there, there, I have to say there are a lot more Republicans entering the primary than I thought there would be. Do they know something that we don't know? Like, do they know that Trump is going to be assassinated or something or super duper arrested where he can't like, why are all these people in the race? Yeah, it does sort of seem like, yeah, might as well throw your hat in for the off chance that his indictment, which it seems to be imminent, uh, affects his ability to run. Well, we know why Chris Christie's in the race. He just wants to be a spoiler, apparently. I mean, I don't take him at his word, but that's what he's saying. He okay. just wants to be a spoiler because like, whatever. He's so incredibly popular. Like, no one gives a shit about Chris Christie. What's he doing? The rest of them, I assume, are in because they want to write a book deal or increase their speaking fee or something or just be famous for a while. Well, I think Tim Scott wants to be vice president. Yeah, that makes sense. Tim Scott wants to be vice president. Mike Pence. Why is Mike Pence in the race? I have no idea. I do not know. Is Mike Pence the biggest phony there is or is he 100% not a phony? I can't tell, but I kind of think he's 100% not a phony and he's just like a real weirdo. Yeah, I think so too. That's the thing. You can't. It's really hard to tell when people are 100% sincere or 100% a phony. Yeah. Yes. It's really close. Mm-hmm. Boy, he is. And here's the thing I was thinking about Mike Pence when I saw he was entering the race. He had to, he was compelled to testify in front of the J6 committee, right? Mm-hmm. David misspoke. He meant to say that Mike Pence recently testified in front of the federal grand jury looking into the January 6th kerfuffle. He didn't want to, or he said he didn't want to, but he wound up testifying for hours, right? 
Mm-hmm. So he knows what's what. So we in a, when he entered the race, I was like, oh, he's entering the race because he spilled the he spilled the beans. He knows what's coming. He knows that bean that bean stew is about to get dropped all over President Trump's lap. Hot bean stew is so wet. You know those wet brown beans. And he knows that's going to be a deal breaker and Trump's going to have to go to prison or maybe or maybe stew jail. What jail? Jail because of how much hot mess how much how much uh, stew he got himself in. Hot water. Hot water is a key ingredient in stew. Now you sit and stew on that analogy for a moment, okay? So John, what is the deal with Mike Pence and all these beans? Um, yeah, they 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 just want to be there in the event that he gets indicted this week. Um, but no one will ever vote for Mike Pence because they wanted to. They literally wasn't January sixth no. about hanging Mike. Yes, like they wanted. Yeah, of course. Kill him, I don't right? know why Mike Pence is doing this. Is he doing it for money? No, I think he's a true believer. Well, what else would he do? Well, I mean, he could get his pilot's license and be an airline pilot. He really does have that demeanor. He would actually be. A, he has a great voice for being an airline pilot. Yeah. He could be the slide whistling airline pilot. That would blow people's fucking minds if that's what Mike Pence was up to. Yeah. If he were your pilot, you would kind of, I mean, if you didn't know that he was Mike Pence, you'd be like, oh, I bet this pilot's got a lot of experience. I bet he's a good pilot. Then he breaks out that slide whistle and you're like, okay, this is an unexpected turn of events. Yeah. He'd be like, listen, I'm a Christ-centered airline pilot. I can't be alone in a room with any of these flight attendants. I have to have my wife with me. So my wife is my co-pilot. Or should I say mommy is my co-pilot. Yeah. We're a husband and wife piloting team. And we love playing the slide whistle. Mm-hmm. You would be so shocked. Don't say you wouldn't be. I would be. You know, Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah. You know that is? They, his wife calls yeah. him Bobby. You know who his wife is? Yeah. Cheryl, it's Cheryl from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, Cheryl that's Hines. A, that's speaking of mind. That's like yeah. A, that's as crazy as Mike Pence being an airline pilot and playing a slide whistle. So, did you know that? Yeah, Kennedy. He's announced his 2024 presidential campaign. He's going to run for president on the weirdo party ticket. Yeah, and he's got some big backers. Jack from Twitter is backing him. He said he can win and he will win. Yeah, I think Jack is as dumb as Elon. I think all these guys are dumb. He can win and he will. Yeah, he's he's going to win. I mean, what is this? But he's running as a Democrat, right? He wants to, he's going to challenge Biden in the Democratic primary. He's like 20% support among Democrats. I kind of think that's a little weird. Yeah, I don't think, I. it seems like, I don't know if there's polling to back this up, but I'm thinking that he's probably going to take more votes from like Trump. I mean, he's a vaccine skeptic. Uh, he's against uh, the Ukraine war. It, he said mass shootings are because of Prozac. We never had mass shootings before Prozac was invented. Kind of makes you think. Mm, this is your captain speaking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so to set the record on that, the the estimate, it's a high estimate, is that 20% of school shooters are taking psychiatric drugs. Which is well, a pretty low number when you think yes, about. Yes, except the, twenty is a part of one hundred, and when it comes to percentages, one hundred is a, is about as good as you can get. So, you might need to think about things from Bobby's side of the aisle. Right. Okay. Bobby yeah. Kennedy Jr. 
he's planning to travel to the Mexican border this week to, to try to formulate policies that will seal the border permanently. Rubber gaskets. They're the best for sealing things, rubber gaskets. That's what they're going to He could call himself Bobby Rubber Gasket. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I just don't see this I don't see this resonating with the Democratic voters. He can and will win. Why did Jack say that? I don't. Is Jack the one who runs Blue Sky? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not joining that either. Yeah, but no but Blue Sky is kind of like nobody really runs it. It's All like, these guys, man. All these freaking guys. Are you on Blue Sky? No. Okay. I'm not going to join it. I I don't have time. I have to, I have so I'm so behind on my TikToks. I have so many TikTok videos I have to get caught up on. God. The fashion, I'm like fashion is changing so quickly on TikTok. Really? By the time I get to some of these videos, I'm watching these kids with explain their fits. These fits are already outdated. They've moved on to the new style. So I have to get more caught up because I'm like, you know, like these kids are. Let's keep the airplane analogy going. These kids are flying like SST jets, and I'm and I'm behind in my little propeller plane. I need to get caught up. Because I need to be extremely fashionable this summer, John. I need to be extremely fashionable. I get all my fashion advice on Twitter from this guy named Derek Guy. What's he all about? I don't know. He just roasts people. Oh, he makes fun of people's fits? Yeah. Yeah. But then he talks about, you know, what's good fashion and who's who's got good fashion, who's got bad fashion. So who's got the best fashion these days? Well, he pointed out that Magic Johnson wears suits that fit really well, that he was impressed with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said that uh, people on the right, their fashion is not so great. So Robert F. Kennedy's fashion, I'm thinking back on him. He is kind of a professorial because he wears suits, but he doesn't wear the types of – let me put it to you this way. I think Robert F. Kennedy Jr. a lot of times wears buttoned collars. So that's not a business look. That's more of a professorial kind of look. Do you know what I'm talking about? Let me look at No, I quick. have no idea. Robert F. Kennedy. Jr. I mean, I know the look, but I can't think of him what he wears. Yeah, he wears. Yeah, he wears. He's like he's like Howard Dean. He wears shirts with buttoned collars. Whereas mm. if I look at Mike Pence, let me just look at Mike Pence real quick. Mm, hello there. Yeah, he wears the types of shirts that don't have buttoned collars. And you know who else wears shirts with buttoned collars? Chris Christie. So we have now a new topology of of candidates. We have button collar candidates, and we have un and we have non button collar candidates. I don't mean unbuttoned candidates, right? I mean candidates whose collars don't have buttons, and I'm sure there's a name for that. But you all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they're you fastened. Don't have a button on the side. Yeah, they have those little you know those little plastic um collar. What are they called? The little things you insert into the collar. Stay. Collar stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is a buttoned collar guy in the in the mold of Howard Dean. Um. And Mike Pence is is um, businessman, businessman style. I hope Mike Pence shows up for the first Republican nominee debate, and I hope he wears a pilot's hat. So, John, let's talk about our favorite bad boy, Elon Musk. What's going on over at Twitter? I saw an article that said their advertising revenue was down, and also they weren't worth as much money as I hoped they would be worth. Well, Elon, as everyone knows, uh, bought Twitter for $44 billion. And even he admitted that it's probably only worth $20 billion. But then Fidelity came out this week and said, no, we, we have it uh, valued at $15 billion. So, um, yeah, it's not, it's not doing too well. And part of that is because they've lost 50% of their ad revenue, which he admitted to. 
he admitted. Uh, he came out and said that they were trying to put Twitter out of business, basically. Wait, who's trying? To, he's trying to put Twitter out of business? No, or the, advertisers the, 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 the advertisers were because they have a pro free speech uh, platform. So they're trying to stop that for some reason. <laughs> and that's why they stopped uh, advertising. Probably has nothing to do with the fact that you have all these fake verified brands out there causing trouble for everyone. And, you know, Nazi apologists. What was the bet we made about Twitter? We made a $20 bet about Twitter within the last couple of months about whether it would still be around in like a year or something, didn't we? Or six months? I can't remember. Where's Twitter going to be by the end of the summer? It's still going to be here. Okay. But it's not going to be here in 2024. It won't be here in the next year? No. An Elon-run Twitter will not be here by 2024. Well, the new CEO, he hired a new CEO. Yeah, well, he won't either. If if Twitter still exists in 2024, Elon won't have any connection to it whatsoever. Let's circle back to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He was interviewed on Twitter by Elon Musk for like two hours. I told you that Elon Musk was trying to turn Twitter into like the meet the press of the 21st century. Right. He loved talking to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And Robert F. Kennedy Jr. loved talking to him. I think they have a lot of shared interests. Yeah, they they and I think Tulsi Gabbard joined in. So we've got two I mean DeSantis is legit. And that was a legit mistake probably. Uh-huh. RFK, I'm not really impressed with that. No. Okay. No, he's a kook. So and after okay. RFK, you think we're going to see more? Well, I just got a push alert that Chris Christie has announced that he's running, but I don't think he announced that on a Twitter Spaces thing. Okay. I bet if you announced you were running for president, Elon would do a Twitter spaces with you. You think? Yeah. Doesn't he just need the cachet of big time politicians like you going on Twitter spaces and treating it like a legit news organization? Okay. He wanted Twitter to be the leading source of unbiased news on earth, I think he said. Mm. That's not working out so well, I would say. No. Do you want to talk about your portfolio? Well, there's not much to say. I'm down almost $200 in who will be the Republican nominee because like all these other Republican nominees, I'm betting against Donald Trump. That's not really working out. And then when it comes to the 2024 Democratic presidential nominee, I have a bunch of shares in Biden being the nominee, but those are down four cents, currently trading at 74 cents. I think tripping over the sandbag was not a great look. And I think he's alienated some of the progressive Democrats by heralding this debt limit deal with McCarthy is a triumph of bipartisanship. No one, no, he, Joe Biden is the only person on earth who is still nostalgic for the era of bipartisanship, Mm -hmm. but I don't think he recognizes that. I got 50 shares no in Kamala Harris being the 47th president. Those are down two cents, currently trading at 73 cents. I don't know. I'm just really underwater. I know it's a bad thing for an airplane pilot to say that he's underwater because that usually means something has gone disastrously wrong, but Mm -hmm. I'm pretty much completely underwater here. I'm sorry to say this is your captain speaking and that we are are we are currently at an altitude of negative 100 feet. We are underwater right now. I'm no Sully. I couldn't pull it off. And I'm no Denzel Washington. I couldn't even fly upside down. I just crashed this fucking plane into the water. So everyone go out the emergency exit row and go down those little slides that we have, those little yellow slides. I know you've always wanted to do it. Go ahead and do it. And then uh, get in the little raft that I have. and. Um, is the captain of the plane also the captain of the raft? How does that work? Do they get in a raft? Yeah, bro. If it's a if it's a ocean landing, they have rafts, don't they? Yeah, 
Remember the little book brochures, the little safety booklets? They get in a raft. I don't know. I, yeah, they do. They I'm do. questioning this. I think they. I think they just get in the water. They're not messing with no, a raft. They have raft. No, I think they have raft. No. It probably no. depends on the plane. If you have a huge fucking plane that's flying over the Pacific Ocean, you think they're not going to have an inflatable raft in case they crash in the ocean? Oh, they're like, they're everybody not messing with the raft. Put on that, your life vest. That, there's that sharks shoot. in the ocean, John. There's sharks in the ocean. That chute becomes some sort of a raft. But basically, yeah, okay. it's just it's basically just your own portable individual. I think planes have rafts. Okay. Hold on just a second. Do planes have what if they rafts. had rafts that were just like on the side like a ship did? That would be tough as shit. Yeah, that would help with the aerodynamics. If you're yeah. on an airplane, you can rest assured that aircraft life rafts will be on board with you in all weather carry cases made of plastic fiberglass containers or canvas holdalls. There we go. And that's from hrdaerosystems.com. In- Planes right. carry life rafts. I knew it. So get back to my question. Is the captain of the plane the captain of the boat. Yeah, yeah. Is that how it works? Of course, yes. Okay. So the rest of my portfolio, boy, oh boy, what else? No, that's it. And then woman president in 2024, I cashed out of that earlier this week. I held one share just to keep my foot in the door. Not that it matters because there's no volume on predicted anymore. So currently I have a portfolio value of $531.58, and that is a loss of $182.55, and I have $219 of cash on hand. Is that transparent enough for you, master? I can't believe you have that much money in there. It's just sitting around. Has there been any update on what the future of Predicted? What's happening? Why is it still Why is it still alive? Tell me. I, no, I don't know. I don't think there's been, <laughs> I don't think there's been an update. Okay. I think... Amazing. So um, what do I do? Uh, just when how can I wave ride if there's no no one is betting anymore? I don't see a lot of like irrational, crazy wave riding to do. Yeah, they're all on these uh, like poly market and stuff like that. They're all on these. With DeSantis un- and Trump can anything crazy? Maybe if just maybe if Trump gets indicted this week, my shares will skyrocket and I can just sell and get out. But I think given the nature of who's still invested in Trump on Predicted, it wouldn't matter what. Even if he died, they would still hold. Trump because they just feel like he's going to come back from the dead. Like they're really diehards, you know, Mm -hmm. they're making a political point with their positions. Speaking of points, I have a question about uh, the the pencil sharpening that you did in Minneapolis. Uh Uh-huh. That was fake, right? What do you mean? You didn't actually, you didn't actually sharpen it. They weren't actually sharpening it. It was like, it was sharpened. The point was sharpened ahead of time. I'm not going to – I'm not going to – a magician never gives away – what do you expect me to – I know, but there's just no way that you guys – it was just – Why? Why would you say that? I want to believe that that uh, hand – Okay, that that hand crank – You can believe they had a massive single-blade pocket sharpener. That thing weighed 100 pounds and they placed it on top of this 20-some-foot-tall pencil – Spun it around and they turned and it and turned it. it around the shaft of the pencil, around the tip of the pencil, and when they took it off, it had a nice sharp point. You can believe, you can believe, and they even had pencil shavings that I threw down to the crowd. And the I kids know, tore I saw, apart, I saw that. Crazy, yeah, I saw those pencil shavings that were not uh, put there earlier. It was a real spectacle. It was magical. Yep, let's say that. Let's treat it in the. Let's treat it with the respect it deserves. This respect that all magic deserves. Wide-eyed wonder, a child's wonder. There's nothing better. Something else you w- wouldn't want to hear a pilot say. 
You know, you know, another thing that pilots are notorious about uh, not wanting to report when they see them, <laughs> UFOs. UFOs? Yeah. Sometimes a pilot will see a UFO and they'll say like, yeah, we got something out here at three o'clock. We don't know what it is moving. And they're like, would you like to make a report? And the pilot's always like, uh, no, because they don't want to come across as like being a crank. Apparently, there was huge UFO news this week where some guy met with... Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's where I was going. Oh, I'm sorry. Continue. Come no, on. you go. You no, go. no, take land it, the plane. This is your pilot speaking. My name is Bleep Blorp from Planet Farts Yeah, so this um, breaking news and something called the debrief.biz or something, which, I don't know, didn't lead too much gravitas to the story, but uh, that I guess we have alien craft... That have cr- crashed on Earth, partially. And we don't mean alien crafts as in knitting and macrame. No. These aren't alien pastimes. These are alien spacecraft. The alien think, spacecraft, right? yeah. Some intact, some not intact. Uh, that we've been collecting for years and using the technology to reverse engineer and come up with some of our own defense capabilities. And this guy is a whistleblower. And the story that came out was the same uh, reporters from the New York Times that put that story out in 2017 about the Navy having these uh, interactions with these fast moving capsules. So you want to hear my take? Yeah. I don't think that guy's telling the truth. Well, he's the only here's my take is that he's the only source right now. I think if we had alien spaceships, more than one person would have leaked information. About I think it. so too. I think this guy's a crank. That's what. That's what I think. I think he's not telling the truth. I think he's not to be trusted. But he's surrounded by all. Al- and I he, don't believe in aliens or spaceships. He has all this classified. Uh, and he and he has he has all of Fucking these. Trump has a bunch of classified stuff. I know. That doesn't mean I believe him either. I know. That's the point that I'm trying to make. Is that Mike Flynn was like had everything. And that guy believes all sorts of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So I want to believe it because that would be exciting. You know? Ugh, I would be so bummed out if that was true. We have enough to deal with. I truly, I mean, listen, I'm not talking about whether or not I believe in aliens. I'm sure there could be life on some other distant planet because there's like so many planets it'll make your head spin. Right, right. If this was true, I would, I would like, I would mutter to myself something like this is the last thing we need right now (laughs) aliens i would truly mutter that to myself (laughs) or like just when i thought it couldn't get any worse can you imagine a country less equipped to deal with like isn't that the last thing earth needs right now is to have to fuck around and like deal with aliens yeah yeah i mean it it would be old news within a week i'm serious we wouldn't mm, even care you think yeah yeah, we just adjust to be like, yeah, so they're still dealing with the alien question. They came and but did that, you know, were actual beings on them or were they just things that were sent millions of years ago that crashed Right, here? or is the spaceship itself the alien, right? Yeah. It's not a vehicle for an alien. Maybe the spaceship is an alien. I don't know if I would ask that question, but that's a good question. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then lots of people would go, it would like, it probably would change the economy in some ways Hmm. because you would go into like alien spacecraft research, historian, 
I love this. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. How would aliens change the economy? Yeah, it would be like an al- alien sector. Alien oh. intelligence sector. Business secrets I learned from Lord Gleepglorp. Something like that. Mm-hmm. If the aliens were hardcore communists, like total planned economy, would we go to war with them? Look, you know my thought on this and people don't like it, but I think that if we do encounter aliens, it's not going to be friendly. I think people want to say that the aliens are going to come and it's going to be like contact and they're going to be like, yeah, we're here to teach you this. I just don't think that's how it's going to be. I think it's going to be nasty. If the aliens come here, they're going to destroy us in two seconds yeah. with some kind of yeah, weapon because we're, we've never because seen Because we're before. nothing. They're just here for the energy. They're just going to come in. It's not going to be that they're trying to be mean. Right. It's just going to be like when a bulldozer runs through the forest and just like runs over ants and whatever. It's just, you know, we're building a subdivision. I think if the aliens come, they'll be so advanced that we'll be dead before we even know they've arrived. Yeah, I think you're right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we'll never have a moment of encounter with the with this new life form. It'll just be like all of a sudden we'll all just instantly be dead. I think this this these these uh, craft. I do think they're alien craft, but I don't think they're mm-hmm. modern alien craft. I think they're alien craft that's just like you know, like when you find old arrowheads in the sand. It's just uh-huh. like okay, this is from a time that has passed. Uh, Wait, hold on. Are you saying you do believe this whistleblower? Yeah, that I just alien changed craft? my mind that I believe. I it. love it. This is yeah. good. I now, now we're flying at a really high altitude. I now and we're be- flying faster and faster. I now believe. I love it. Yeah, that it might be real. Buckle up. But they're they're like antiques, or they're from a time from like the 1700s or yeah, something. Yeah, so we don't necessarily need to worry about it. It's not like, oh, I found this thing. It's like, yeah, this these people are long gone. They came to Earth and they populated Earth. In fact, we are the aliens. Oh, right. Ancient something aliens like hypothesis. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. something like that. Does this guy say that the alien craft that the government has were collected contemporaneously, like we shot them out of the sky and are now investigating them, or that we dug them up and realized they're from 10,000 years ago? No, he's not saying that they're from 10,000 years ago. Okay. Uh, I don't think we shot them out of the sky. Like in 1982, an unidentified flying object crashed in the desert and the army raced out there in their Jeeps and they brought a truck and they hauled it back to their base and they've been looking at it for 40 years trying to figure out how to make it go. Right. That's what this guy says. That's what this guy says. And he says it, uh, Raytheon. Hokum. What? (laughs) Raytheon and, you know. Uh Uh-huh. All the defense contractors. They're in on it. Skunk Works. What's Skunk Works? That's what the the Area 51 area, the the people that work on, you know, the stealth bomber that was called Skunk Works with uh, McDonnell Douglas and Raytheon. And that's what all these UAPs, that's what they call them now, unidentified anomalous phenomena. That's good. That's almost, that's that. You can use for almost anything. I know, right? That's great. Just like gases in the air. You're like, yeah, we don't some have, of we're these, not going to Some say of these form. Republican candidates might be called unidentified anomalous phenomena. How about that? Yeah. And some of these Democrats too. Uh-huh. Both sides. I'm going to both sides the UAP debate. There's extremists on both sides. What do you think about uh, the new Apple Vision Pro? I don't know what that is. This is their answer to uh, Facebook's, I don't know, Quest, Meta, Meta John, it's literally so stupid, I don't want to talk about it. It's about VR. You're talking about VR goggles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's going to completely fail. VR is a complete dead end and anyone who ever thought it was going to be a big thing should be fired from their job. That's what I think. That's what I think. I truly think You've that. been right about a lot of stuff. I know a lot about wisdom and I contain much wisdom. I contain much of that which I know about, namely wisdom. I think VR is a complete dead end. I also think AI is kind of bullshit. I've been thinking about it. I think there's some stuff that AI can do. But on the other hand, it really is not. We shouldn't call it AI. Someone was making this point that calling it artificial intelligence is kind of propaganda. It's not really intelligent yet. It's just like a word prediction algorithm. Mm -hmm. You know, you give it a topic. It doesn't know what it's saying. It's it's a it's like a it's like an algorithm. Mm-hmm. that predicts what the – given any word or paragraph, it predicts what the next most likely word is, I think. I don't okay. think it really thinks. I don't think it's artificial intelligence. That's what I think now. You remember John Searle's famous thought experiment called the Chinese Room? Have we ever talked about that? Does anybody know what I'm talking about, the Chinese Room? Imagine that there's – imagine that there's a, a mysterious room, okay? And you slip a piece of paper under the door in English – and then moments later, a piece of paper comes out and it's in Chinese and you take it to a Chinese speaker and he says, yeah, he just translated your fra- your English phrase into Chinese. And you have no idea what's going on behind, the, in, behind that closed door. Your initial impulse is, oh, there's somebody in there who speaks Chinese and knows Chinese, right? But what if you found out it was just a bunch of filing cabinets and mechanical claws and... It had been programmed that for any given English phrase, which card to pull out of the filing cabinet to respond to your query in Chinese. It doesn't actually know Chinese. I think I'm telling that thought experiment, right? I might be wrong. There's another one where there's like a million beer cans. There's like a thought experiments are really great when you study philosophy because there's one where a brain is made out of like a million beer cans. Does anyone know the thought experiment I'm talking about? The beer can brain? And people were like, is there consciousness anywhere in this brain? There can't be. It's just a bunch of beer cans. And yet it thinks. I want to go back to college. It was so fun. Here is a lightly edited version of Wikipedia's summary of the Chinese room thought experiment. Suppose that artificial intelligence research has built a computer that behaves as if it understands Chinese. It takes Chinese characters as input. Then... By following the instructions of a computer program, it produces other Chinese characters as output. Suppose this computer performs its task so convincingly that it passes the Turing test, namely, it convinces a human Chinese speaker that the program is itself a live Chinese speaker. To all of the questions that the person asks, it makes appropriate responses, such that any Chinese speaker would be convinced that they are talking to another Chinese-speaking human being. The question is this, does the machine literally understand Chinese, or is it merely simulating the ability to understand Chinese? Now suppose that Kid Midas the original wave writer is in a closed room and has a book with an English version of the computer program. He could receive Chinese characters through a slot in the door, process them according to the program's instructions, and produce Chinese characters as output, without understanding any of the content of the Chinese writing. If the computer had passed the Turing test this way, it follows that Kid Midas would do so as well, simply by running the program manually. John Searle's argument is that there is no essential difference between the roles of the computer and Kid Midas in the experiment. 
each simply follows a program, producing behavior that is then interpreted by the user as demonstrating intelligent conversation. However, Kid Midas would not be able to understand the conversation. Therefore, it follows that the computer would not be able to understand the conversation either. John Searle argues that, without understanding, we cannot describe what the machine is doing as thinking, and, since it does not think, it does not have a mind in anything like the normal sense of the word. Therefore, he concludes that the so-called strong AI hypothesis is false. Anyway, I've been thinking about that in terms of artificial intelligence. I don't, I think calling it artificial intelligence is actually kind of inaccurate and we need a new phrase for what it is that things like chat GPT are doing and the things that the things that like, um, you know, all those websites where you're like, draw me a picture of Snoopy in the style of, mm-hmm. of Edvard Munch or something. And then it does it, you know, mm-hmm. draw me a picture of John Kimball kissing Elon Musk, you know, mm-hmm. and in this, what kind of style anime style, please. And then it does it and it gives you a bunch of options and none of them are quite right. You know, I actually don't think we should call it artificial intelligence. I think that kind of does the bidding of the software companies that are pushing this stuff. Tell me what you think, listeners. This is your captain speaking. How about that? That's good. <laughs> what if you were on? An, what if you were on an airplane and you were flying at a really high altitude, <laughs> and then all of a sudden <laughs> you're on an airplane, you're flying at a really high altitude, and then all of a sudden somebody in the cockpit obviously accidentally like hit the live audio feed from the cockpit. And all you hear is one of the pilots screaming, answer my question. (laughs) You'd be so scared. (laughs) Where did that come from? I just thought of it. That would be so unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. And then then you heard like, oh, oh, and they fumble and turn off the, and then turn off the audio feed. That would be scary. All right. Or don't do that. Not that button. Hey, Election Profit Makers is an independent production. We welcome your support on Patreon at patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. Send your election prediction questions to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. And if you would like to advertise with us, email contact at electionprofitmakers.com. All right, David, I'll, I'll, I'll see you next week. Well, goodbye, sir. Thanks for flying the One World Alliance. Is that how they do it? Is that what they say? Yeah. They usually say it kind of sad like that, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for flying Delta, I guess. Yeah.